This is an ABC podcast. to win it for Australia! Could you have written that if you tried? Danelle Wallum on the cheered on by a sold-out crowd. Do you remember Danelle Wallum's buzzer-beating goal against England on debut for the Diamonds? The Indigenous netballer produced one of the defining moments of Australian sport for 2022. It came against a backdrop of endorsement controversy after Wallam and her teammates raised concerns about sponsor Hancock prospecting and comments from the company's founder about First Nations Australians. The organisation took the $15 million sponsorship and walked away from the sport. Wallam has been largely silent publicly, letting her netball do the talking as she chases a place in the Diamond Squad at the July World Cup. Today, she's opened up about how that time has impacted her and what comes next. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Danelle Wallam is a goal shooter for the Queensland Firebirds. She's a proud Noongar woman and was the third Indigenous netballer to represent Australia. And while team results haven't quite gone her way this year, she's been lighting up super netball so far in 2023. Danelle, it's been six months since your life got turned upside down. How much have things changed for you since October last year? Yeah, it's been a crazy ride. You know, I remember just being kind of, no one, no one knowing who I am. I was just so new to Suncorp Super Netball. And now it's like some, like it's a bit of pressure because I had a breakout debut season. So right now I'm feeling a little bit of pressure to back that up. But um, I'm very comfortable with my team, even though we haven't been getting the wins, um, we're building and that's promising. A lot of people have been really eager to talk to you since October last year. Um, why have you decided to open up today and, and have a yarn? A lot of people have reached out and I've sort of just taken a break. It was a tricky time to deal with, you know, so much going on off court. So I kind of just needed to distance myself a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm back. This is a new season, so I'm happy to just, yeah, talk all things steady. Must have been such a challenging time. The level of focus, how difficult was it? How challenging was it? At the time, I was in the Diamonds program, so we were in a little bit of a bubble because we are travelling. So... It's um, a bit easier to block out all the outside noise when you're in that environment because you're just so busy with training and team meetings and whatnot. So all around the girls, the team, you know, they get around you. So in that environment, it's quite easy to block it out. So that was very helpful. To come through that experience, has it given you an even bigger sense of self-belief? I mean, you must feel borderline indestructible to have dealt with that and performed in some of the more high-pressure moments. Has it elevated your level of mental strength and where you are as an athlete? Yeah, it definitely has. Um, Every time, like, I find myself struggling now, I always think back to that time and just the resilience that I've shown in that period of time, and that just gives me strength. Rebounded by Wallen. Two from two for Danelle Wallops. Scores are even. I always feel like, you know, I draw on the strength of my ancestors all the time and that's going into those games after everything that went on. I felt, you know, that's where I needed to draw my strength from. It's something that I always, you know, think about when I when I do go through tough times now. It's really cool to hear you talking about your ancestors and how they were sort of so important or they are so important to your makeup as a person. Being part of a First Nations family, I can only imagine how important your family 
would have been in those weeks when things were really difficult. What kind of conversations did you have with them about the choices that you were having to make under real scrutiny? Yeah, look, I was just letting them know, you know, what's happening. And it was a tough time for them as well um, to see everything, you know, in the media and read everything that was out there. So we were kind of just being there for each other and making sure everyone's all right. And they supported my decisions like all the way. So I knew whatever happened that my family had always had my back and mum came over to watch the game. So it was nice to have her in the stands as well, my debut. Time out. That's because... Danelle Waller becomes Diamond 189 and listen to the reception. What a moment for her. How much strength did you take from your family during that time? Yeah, so much strength. And even when I just play in Super Netball, you know, I just remember like I'm doing it for my mom as well. So I always feel proud to represent them. It's quite cool that you were able to educate, I think, a lot of Australians in that respect. Is that a sense of pride that you were able to educate Australians on something like that? You know, you do get a sense of pride of, you know, being able to educate people, but at the same time, it's a bit of a burden. Like, it's still shocking that so many people don't know these things and they don't know the history. Sometimes I feel it is a burden, like it's not my job to educate, but in those moments, you really have to, because if not me, then it's going to be the next Indigenous sports star that's going to have to do it. Yeah, and there must be a level of frustration, like this is not something that maybe you should have to carry. Yeah, that's right. But um, as a First Nations athlete with a platform, you do have to use your voice. You've got, a, um, I guess, a bit of a responsibility to be that voice for, for your people. The first Indigenous Australian to become a diamond in 22 years and 83 players after the last in Sharon Finn and White. You know, it's something that I am willing to do, but it's something that the whole of Australia need to probably educate themselves more on. Can you tell me about the support that your teammates gave you during that time? Because from the outside, the fact that they were standing behind you despite sponsorship on the line, the scrutiny that was coming their way as well, it felt to me wildly impressive to see that support. How much did that support mean to you? Yeah, they were amazing. Honestly, I can't thank my teammates enough. You know, they just, in our bubble, like they stood up for me and that made me feel safe in our Diamonds environment, made me feel like I was a part of that environment, so I, I belonged there. Look at her teammates, her sisters in arms embracing her. What a moment for her. Diamond number 189. It was really nice. Like I really appreciate that and I could not thank my teammates enough. When you got to make your international debut, Danelle, you soared with that amazing last gasp goal. Can you just describe to us how special that felt? That was really special and like I mentioned before, like that I feel the strength from my ancestors and the pride of representing my mob and all First Nations Australians over all over Australia. So to um, be able to, you know, finish that game in my debut game like that was, um, yeah, just amazing feeling. While the Firebirds have struggled so far this season, you've scored more goals than any other Australian in Super Netball so far this season. It's been Awesome to see you thriving out there. Wow, and there's still a bit. This could be a ginormous individual score for Danelle Wallen. Dare I say, a record score. But you weren't part of the Diamonds team that won the quad series earlier this year. There's a World Cup in July. Do you think your form is going to be enough to get you back into the Australian side? 
yeah, you know, I just keep focusing on my skills in Suncorp, just keep doing my job, play my role, um, and hopefully that pays off for me for World Cup. Stacey Marinkovic, such an important part of Australian netball. Has she told you where she would like to see you grow or improve if you're going to manage to get yourself a plane ticket to South Africa for the upcoming World Cup? Yeah, we've had feedback sessions and she's told me um, things I need to work on. And so that's been part of my focus as well. So, you know, just in trainings, just implementing her feedback and just doing what I can to help the team here at Five Birds win. Can you tell us about that rather remarkable goal that you scored a couple of rounds ago? I've never seen anything like it on a netball court. Oh! What's going through your mind in that moment? Is it just instinctual? Like it's quite a, a, yeah. an incredible moment. Honestly, just instinct. I've got like an awareness of where the post is. So whenever I get the ball and I'm not lined up properly, like I'll just somehow try and flick it to to the goalpost or get to the goalpost and it just nine times out of ten goes in. <laughs> She's falling out of court, doesn't even sight the goalpost drops it what how do your teammates react in a moment like that to see something so incredible like that yeah they love it they all get around me and she is here to play wow, she's feeling it and if that doesn't fire up this purple side nothing is going to i think it just brings a bit of energy as well on the court so it's nice like it just pumps the whole group up hasn't been the start to the season that maybe you were hoping for from a Firebirds perspective. Obviously, personally thriving. Jeeva with a jump, but Wallum doesn't seem phased. Eight for eight for Danelle Wallum. How do you feel that the Firebirds could potentially turn around their zero and four start to the season? Yeah, it has been a tough start for us, but we're a fairly new and inexperienced group. So we're just keep focusing on what we need to do and we're getting there, we're building, we just need to put four quarters together, which I feel we're really close to. So hopefully soon we can pull off a win and it would be nice to get one against top of the ladder fever this weekend. Yeah, we're doing everything we can at training and preparing well and hopefully we can deliver on the weekend. We've really enjoyed your, your story so far, Danelle. It feels like there's so much still to come. Thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. No worries. Thank you. Headlines. Matildas fans will be dreaming big after the Australians beat European champions England 2-0 in London. Who do you reckon start? If you answered Sam Kerr, you do not win a prize because it feels a bit obvious right now. She scored the opener and delivered the assist for the second, and she essentially terrorised the English defence throughout the friendly. Coach Tony Gustafson has called for his players to stay humble. The internal belief have always been there, but I also think it's very important we don't get carried away now. We need to stay very, very humble because I said that after Scotland loss as well. Sometimes you're not as bad as people say you are when you lose, but you're not as good as people say you are when you win either. With less than 100 days to the Women's World Cup opener in Sydney, he's going to have his work cut out, keeping a lid on the hype. He is hoping Kerr is wrapped in cotton wool or bubble wrap or something equally protective for her remaining Chelsea fixtures. Ben Stokes has drawn the battle lines for the Ashes, saying he's asked the English groundsman to deliver flat, fast wickets as they seek to go all basball and take down Pat Cummins and the Australians. Stokes says the English curators have been receptive. It feels odd for the Aussies' rivals to be seeking decks that do not seem, given that's traditionally what brings them undone in an away Ashes series. But hey, it's a basolution. 
LeBron James and the Lakers have survived an enormous scare to move into the NBA playoffs proper. LA edged the Minnesota Timberwolves 108-102 in overtime, with James chalking up 30 points, 10 rebounds and 6 assists as his team advanced from the playing competition. They'll next take on the Memphis Grizzlies. If you love hoops, check out our interview with Australian jock Landau. He's playing with Chris Paul and Kevin Durant in Phoenix as the Suns chase the title. There's a link to that interview in the show notes. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. If you enjoyed this conversation with Danelle, have a look at some of the other episodes in our feed. We reckon we've got something for nearly everyone. Also, can you hook me up with a review and a rating wherever you get your pods? Thanks to Fox Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.